Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Richard Geiger, Ken Seymour. News news anchors? Are we news anchors? Mm, no. no. Y- yes, we deliver news from time to time about pressing subjects. Um, but we're deep down just depressed office workers, uh, would be most likely. Yes. If you ask a, a prominent player of video games, we are definitely not journalists. (laughs) If you remember that. (laughs) Oh gosh. No. Yeah. Uh, he said we were, but, uh, not Uh, the case. good, Good memories. Uh, we got a fun one for you today, folks. We're going to be doing something just a little bit different. You, if you have been following us for some time now, you know we love to do movie reviews. We tend to review every comic-based film that comes out that we can, a few other films here and there. But it just occurred to us uh, recently that there might not be context for the scores that we are putting up because they're so relegated to a very specific genre so we're going to start a new series where we review other films that we've seen to put some scores up there and get kind of an idea uh kind of an idea in comparison and we're going to do rapid fire now we have done top 10 movie list in the past right we've yes. done them for like sci-fis and we've done them for uh, action movies specifically from the 80s, you know, like whatever, whatever it was. And that gave some context as to what our favorites were and how we kind of grew up with the movies that we grew up with. But this is a little bit different because we're going to put actual numbers uh, in a loose scoring system based on our scoring system, but like not too detailed. No, no, we're not going to break it down like we normally do into all of the specific subcategories. And we're going to talk about some bits and pieces that we like. But since we're wanting to get through five films in the span of an hour or less, uh, (laughs) we're going to move at a slightly nicer clip. And we kind of brainstormed a bit because we do movies, right? And a lot of the movies that we do actual reviews on are more recent ones. And we try to figure out of these movies. Well, does it matter the does it matter the time frame? And no, it kind of doesn't. It does matter that we have both seen them, so that helps. And we kind of just shot together a list that consisted of three movies. <laughs> we were stuck there for a bit, and then we finally we finally decided on the the final two. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know everybody's tastes are a little different, so sometimes getting that. That consensus is a little different, but there is a a unifying theme in the five films that we're going to be talking about. They're going to be about comedy. We want to laugh. This time. This time. Maybe the future ones will be science, horror, action. Yeah. Something a little different. Each, each, Each go. All right. Well, since we are doing this in a less scientific way, we are instead going to do it in a more alphabetical way. And the five films that we decided to talk about today... We are going to go back to the year 2004 to start us off. Uh, now, if you're our age, you've probably seen this film. If you're younger than we are, you've still probably seen this film because this is considered a comedy classic by a lot of people. It has a, an amazing cast, some good writing, some very memorable sections. We're going to talk just a little bit about Anchorman. 
this is a it it's it's hard to think about now that this movie is almost 20 years old right uh, although some of the movies we're going to be talking about are older than that um but but still i guess when we even think about music uh classic is still you know 60s 70s but nowadays classic music is 80s and 90s oh gosh don't get old anyway um <laughs> this particular film was one that for sure and on all of these like you had to check them out in the theater because there was no streaming you had to wait forever for them to come out on uh dvd so uh these were definitely ones that at least for me, I sat down in the theater and watched all of these. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much the pretty much the same for me, uh, with the exception, I believe, uh, I actually saw one of them on video. The rest of them I saw all in the theater. But it, it's it's all right for comedies. You don't always need to be in the theater to really get the the feel of it uh, and, and really appreciate it. Now, the the director of this film uh, was a Mr. Adam McKay. You may recognize him for more recent films like Don't Look Up, uh, Vice, uh, The Big Short. I mean, this guy, as directors go, is very, very talented, and he proved it quite some time ago. Um, but uh, Anchorman's really kind of what blasted him into the spotlight. Before that, he hadn't really done anything director-wise. He had done other stuff, but that was his big debut directorially. Um and this is a comedy in the classic sense. It is, uh, you know, sight gags. Uh, it's practical falls and physical humor and gross-out humor and uh, double entendre. And it's placed in a very exaggerated, uh, uh, somewhat misogynistic <laughs> environment. <laughs> very much so. Um it's yes, it's it's all of those things. You have the, um, the the like you said the the physical jokes. You have the sex jokes. You have the drug jokes. You have the the just the bad language jokes. You have the the lack of sense of humor or knowledge jokes. I mean, you like take your pick. There's every type of category that fits in to a quote joke or piece of humor for this animal humor geez yeah pretty much pretty much anything that you could possibly want to uh, sink your teeth into and uh, uh you know as always i mean we don't have to worry about it as much because these are older films but you know spoiler warnings i guess if you haven't seen any of these by this point we're not going to go into huge details on a bunch but we're definitely going to talk about some of the things that we loved in the film um first of all the cast man i mean just freaking powerhouse will ferrell uh casting christina applegate in this film was just you know brilliant because she's for for individuals of a certain age she has a special place kind of in our in our sitcom memories Mm -hmm. and uh, having her come into this role was a great move uh who doesn't like paul rudd i mean it's uh uh david keckner I mean, come on. So th- this is how how deep the cast is. Th- there's one spot where Jack Black shows up, gets hit in the face with a burrito, and uh, kicks a dog off a bridge. <laughs> right? Like 
that that sentence sounds absurd, but that's that's kind of how this movie just plays out. And the fact that they got him to sneak in for that like two minute scene was like that just shows you the depth of the cast because there's there's so many jokes, there's so many lines from this movie that just stick in your head. Oh yeah, and going back to the cast, there's a certain sequence where they have a fight between all the different members <laughs> from all the different news <laughs> agencies in town. And it's just one set of guests after another. Like, it's just a face, a face, a face. They got so many names to show up in this movie. Um, that it That's what makes it just the chef's kiss, right? Yeah, yeah. The, we could literally, for the entire section of time we have to talk about this film, just talk about the people that are in the film. That's it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but on top of that, talking about the things that are memorable, that fight, having just having um, Steve Carroll running around with a grenade. <laughs> his, yeah. his weapon is a grenade. How did you get a grenade? I don't know. And a trident, too. So. Oh. Can't forget that one. No, you cannot forget the trident. Uh, it's, uh, what is it? Was it Sex Panther? Yes, by Odeon. Real bits of Panther. That's how you know it's uh, That's how you know it's good. Uh, it's quite pungent. Well, I, the 60% of the time it works every time is just a repeatable line for, like, so many situations. What does it's, that even mean? <laughs> it the the scene where he's he takes his shirt off and he's in there just like with doing the dumbbell curls he's like 100 or like once water is 1000 <laughs> every little bit of this just has a little subtle change nuance funny it there's so many one-liners out of this too it's it's just to me it's crazy yeah. uh you going back to the fight where he's like um that, yeah, you said that escalated quickly, and uh, that was that was because he said uh, Brick's like I killed a guy. <laughs> oh, it's it is an infinitely watchable movie, yes. in my opinion. I, I um, think so too. You can always go back to it and enjoy and find something different. Well, and and on top of on top of everything else, just the 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 clearly the sheer joy that the writers had in putting this together it kind of reminded me in some ways of like the old uh, airplane film just where it's, you you got to you got to pay attention you got to keep up cuz you're going to miss some stuff they're they're throwing stuff at you a mile a minute and they're able to take something that was you know real and actually kind of terrible that being the the environment what it was like to be uh in in the uh on the news side of things for a woman at that time and somehow address it and make it funny. Yes. Make, make fun of it. Yeah. Um, make fun of the whole situation and just make it funny. But uh, of course the, the perfect person to do it was Will Ferrell. Oh yeah. And his ever, I grew up when he was in SNL doing absurd characters and showing up in different places doing absurd characters um, in other movies that we're going to be talking about, for example. Um, but he, he, I, I love his, you know, younger, younger was for me, Jim Carrey with his physical humor and his craziness. 
But beyond that, it, it became Will Ferrell, where most of the things that he is in is something that I enjoy no matter how dumb it is, yeah. right? He's just so over the top. And then when he does a film where he's not over the top, it's even more striking. Yes, and it's very just, much so. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I love this film. Uh, and I guess I should probably say the films that we chose, we chose kind of on purpose to be on the higher end of the spectrum. I, I would wager these are films that we enjoy. We're also going to do groups of films we did not enjoy, <laughs> but that's going yes. to come on a different day. Um, so for me, for this one, if I were to give it a score, not going into the individual categories, I'd have to put this at about an 82. Very rewatchable. Um, I... I would blow this one out of the water with scores and say a 91. See, this is the fun part where we have radically different uh, uh, <laughs> scoring processes for these films. Um, but, you know, that's that's the joy of individuality. Uh, Correct. Now, if we were talking about the second one, yeah, we'd be closer to 82 for me. Yeah. Um, Keeping up with uh, the alphabetical ordering of things, and since uh, uh, since we decided that, that was the way we were going to do things, let's move on to a classic from 1999. Uh, it's hard to believe it's been that long. Uh, you're saying we're going to go to older ones? Yes, yes, we are. Um, mm -hmm. But this is this is kind of a cult classic in a lot of ways. And uh, talking like we were talking at the very beginning of being being in certain environments that uh, have, let's say, a certain hierarchical power structure where certain actions don't quite make sense, uh, clearly don't make sense, and there's nothing you can do to show the people that are in charge that they don't make sense. Uh, it's going to happen anyway. This was the cathartic release for everybody that was in that kind of a situation back in the day. What are we talking about, Richard? Well, we're talking about, of course, Office Space. And this movie, if you are in any type of work environment where you have co-workers, supervisors, and they have supervisors, and you work for a, a company or a business that is large, larger, gigantic. Even though this movie is as old as it is, right? 24 years old, 25 years old. 1999, by the way, a great year for um, albums. Yes, uh, it music. was. But um, the, the, the themes in this are still, they everything, I, it's still, I, I watched this probably about a month ago, and I'm like, everything in here makes still to this day absolute sense. Like it's, it, yeah, 100% relevant. It was still relevant. Now, you might be talking about silly things uh, technology-wise that maybe don't make sense now, but you kind of get that with things like Seinfeld. Um, the, the humor's still great, but they're talking about using landlines an awful lot in Seinfeld. But yeah, in this one, uh, it's just how they deliver information via you know computers or what the TVs look like or... Um, once again, landlines with answering machines. So some of those things are still there, but they're not they're not overbearing in this movie because it's no. not a technology movie, even though they work for a technology company. Um, if you haven't watched it, they're basing the the whole thing here on the the big part of it is the transition from 
1999 to 2000. So it was about a, a, a Y2K thing mm-hmm. to an extent. Which is pretty but funny. Really, it's about office dynamic. Talking again about a director that is just, you know, a name that's kind of synonymous with certain uh, certain interests. We got uh, Mike Judge as the creator of this. Um, he's, uh, I don't know how to describe him. He's just kind of fire. He's fire. Um, I I will admit it. I absolutely love Beavis and Butthead. It's yeah. one of my favorite shows. And his, the, the stupid humor, the toilet humor of stupidness fits in perfect for me. So I love Beavis and Butthead. This, this isn't the no. toilet humor. That's no. not, that's not this. This is smart humor that is hard to describe how accurate it is unless you've worked in that environment. And another film that has a great casting. I mean, between uh, Jennifer Aniston, Ron Livingston did a great job. Diedrich Bader is uh, just a legend. Uh, that dude is just naturally funny and everything. Steven Root can't get away from the character in this film. It was so ingrained into people's brains after they watched it. Because he's married Stapler. They've moved me three times. Now, this, this I, I enjoyed me some news radio. So that's where I knew Steven Root from, uh, you know, before this. Um, and then when you see him afterwards doing characters where he's like I don't know sinister in some things you know right right so <laughs> but he does it all well yes he's he does. really good he's very talented uh John C McGinley who is just he's not got a huge role in this but it it he's he steals the 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 show for every scene he's in um i just yeah this this has got a great cast a lot of quotable lines. Everybody knows what a TPS report is because of this film. Well, everybody's seen it anyway. That sticks with them. Uh, legitimately, legitimately, I worked at a place, when I worked for the movie theaters, I had it 100% a TPS report. And I'm, not, a, I'm not making that up. I didn't design it. Um, it was, we had to keep track of the movie trailers that got put up before movies. Mm-hmm. And all the posters in the lobby in the lobbies. So it was the trailer poster summary. The TPS report. <laughs> I legitimately had to have people bug me about a TPS report. It was yeah, spot on. Yeah, uh, Radio Shack had a TPS report. I don't remember what it was for because I blocked most of that out of my memory. Uh, <laughs> from, just from... the the, but but it's so true. It's so true when you have a person that tells you that you are having an issue with a thing and then you get to hear it from someone else that you have an issue about a thing and then the supervisor for the supervisor tells you that you have an issue. It's so spot on. It's it, But it's funny. The presentation of this is so funny. The characters, yeah. how they interact with each other is... I don't know. They they have their characters in this movie down. Like you oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Like oh, yeah. each each individual when they when you talk about a great performance in, in acting, you don't think of a thing like like this for example. 
but each one of these people are their characters and they they just perform them so well that i that, that's the the weakest the weakest person in here is the main character ron livingston some of his things are very mechanical in what he does now that's the type of person and character that he that he's in here yeah right but yeah. He, he needs to be relatable to everybody uh, the the everyman yes exactly um the the fact that mike judge actually shows up in his own movie and he's hidden he, he he's hidden because you might not you you don't know when this movie came out you didn't know who mike judge was right but you knew his voice and when he's in in the in the restaurant talking about pieces of flair if you just close your eyes and you hear the voice you're like oh my gosh what hank hill isn't it (laughs) (laughs) like you 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 know exactly who that is at to to me it's just hilarious it's one it's it's a great movie and i can't i can't describe it any it's a great movie yeah i uh, now this one maybe doesn't have quite as many lines that you're just going to take with you and it definitely has quite a few uh, but it's it's more about the situation because most of us have been in a position so similar to this and felt that same kind of oppressive nature uh, of of a large company that could really give a rat's ass about you and mm-hmm. doesn't think of you as any more uh, than a resource that it can exploit uh and just treats you in the same way managers that just do not care have no compassion no empathy uh you might say somewhat sociopathic i don't know if we know anybody like that uh rolls up in the in the porsche for his particular (laughs) parking spot right (laughs) and and then it's taken let's just pull into the handicap spot funny because like i could totally see yes that character for sure but but i i do think there are a lot of lines in this movie uh i'm always saying like hey peter man check out channel nine like like, all the time and no one gets it because to me it's a really funny line in the movie but i think people are paying attention to other things right uh like sounds like you got a case of the mondays you know, uh, it's... <laughs> so I see you've uh, been missing a lot of work recently. Oh, I wouldn't say I've been missing it. <laughs> and then every, and the fact is, they all laugh too. Like it's, 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 it's oh gosh, and it's a jump to conclusions, Matt. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, and then like I'm gonna show her my O face. Oh oh yeah. When they like, it's... beat the ever loving crap out of the printer to gangster rap music. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Oh. The soundtrack in that one is Oh, it's pretty phenomenal. It's it's actually really good. <laughs> oh, it's uh, I I still and you know this is it's a small thing, but I always consider this to be like a good luck charm. You know, we've talked about Pixar in the past and how they have a certain actor that played uh, the uh uh, immaculate Cliff Clavin in Cheers, and they 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 put him in every film because he's like the good luck charm. I like to think that Orlando Jones is the good luck charm in any film you put him in, just because if he shows up, he's always going to be on no matter what. And if he's in it, hmm, I bet there's something to this film. 
Yes. <laughs> he's like, he comes to the door and he's just, he's trying to sell magazines, but he says it. Thank you. Uh, like, look, uh, well, uh, how would you like to buy it? Some, some, it's it's just so mechanical and fake. <laughs> and then they look like it's it's such a it's such a like a, a racist joke that they threw in there oh, yeah. that just makes it even more like it's spot on. It's really funny. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's yeah. I don't know. Is it is it as good as Anchorman though? I don't know. You gave it a pretty high score. What did you give? Uh, what did you give Office Space? A 90. Well, not quite, but still way up there. Yes. I, I yep. agree that Office Space is not quite as good as Anchorman. I gave it a 78. Because, oh, dang. So I enjoy it. It's not one I rewatch all the time. Now, this is a personal bias thing because, uh, you know, I've never been a news anchor. I can watch that, laugh, and not really care. I've been in the position of... Uh, the person in office space and I get like PTSD sometimes when I watch that so it makes it while it's funny it also makes it really difficult for me to watch that sometimes and that I could totally understand yep uh, I 100% uh, agree with that aspect yeah of, of not rewatching it uh, all right so we are going to just keep on trucking like it's the 1970s and you know we're trying to be cool or something. Uh, we're going to jump all the way into the tease. Uh, this one, I don't even know what to say about this film. This film has so much going for it. And at the same time is also kind of, um, I don't want to say cringy because it, it has certain aspects that maybe would not sit well with everybody, especially current day. Yeah, maybe not in today's atmosphere, but but it was it's made a, in two thousand eight. Yes, it, it's a it's a movie that made fun of itself. Yeah, in, in so many ways, and I think that aspect of it would go over would go over well. But you know, sensitivities have gone up, have changed, have gone in different directions, and. If this hit the theater today, there would be still a lot of people that would absolutely love this movie. Oh, yeah. There would just be more people that would take issue with it, let's say. And and, they, and it's not that they wouldn't have a point, because they would. Uh, yes. But it's, it's um, yeah, it's right. We're, we're talking about Tropic Thunder, 2008, uh, film about making a film. I love Meta. Meta is great. And I, I, one of the things I want to point out here, too, the first couple movies we've reviewed have just this killer cast in it. And what do you know? Another one. This one shows up, and it's just a, just an amazing cast, just a great lineup for this movie. I mean, and directed by Ben Stiller. So if you're talking about somebody that understands comedy, comes from a family that understands comedy, and has kind of instilled it into them, uh, yeah, that's that's the dude. And, uh, of course, he's taking the lead, which, you know, sometimes feels like takes a certain amount of ego. Not only am I the star, but I will tell you about <laughs> exactly how you're supposed to do this scene. And that's kind of part of this movie, too, right? Yeah, a little bit. He, it, The trailers that they put together for some of his 
other movies. Oh, they're so good. It's so good. It's so silly and foolish. It's it's so good. This um, one was worth seeing in the theater too because when when I saw it, it it kind of stunned me. I I had to do a double take because you know you have the normal theater experience. If you want to be like that theater person, you get there a little early so you can see kind of the little featurette that they do before everything. Get the seat you want. Make sure you got your snacks, and then they start into the normal rigmarole. Then you get into the previews. We watch the previews for Tropic Thunder come out, and then they start into it, and it's previews, and they're they're golden. They make fun of every type of movie preview that you could possibly think of, and just skewer the hell out of it. Oh, they're they're so good, and when you when you watch it, they are produced like like big big time blockbuster movies would produce their trailers at that time. Oh yeah. It's just the subject matter is so absurd <laughs> that you're watching this. If you if you didn't know what was coming and you're watching this, you're like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Like and then you're like, oh okay, I get it now. It if you if you weren't really you didn't know anything about what the movie was going into it and you started watching these you, you were questioning what you were watching. What you were watching. Yeah, there's no... Because they're that good. There's no doubt about that. And they sneak in one of your favorite uh, actors. Uh, well, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking somebody else. No, but they sneak in Tobey Maguire into the into the previews. And I, I mm-hmm. love what they're talking about. You know, you know, the Lazarus is, you know, Oscar winning so-and-so. And then, you know, MTV's best kiss winner, Tobey Maguire. Yes. It's... <laughs> hilarious oh man and like we said that the cast is so good that when you have someone who pops in for just a a moment for something like that something that's absurd you know you've got a good you you, you've got a good product um one of the biggest cameos in, in this was tom cruise yeah just screaming his head off with uh did he have a fat suit on? Yes. Yes. And, and a big beard. Oh, yeah. A lot head. of yes. prosthetics. People, a lot of people did not know it was him when they watched the film because he didn't act anything like any part he ever did. He was so outside outside the norm, and he had all that prosthetics on. It took me probably till towards the end of the film myself to go, wait, is that? <laughs> it's just to go, oh, you've got to be kidding me. It was yes, genius. He, his over-the-top anger and aggression and just utter lack of anything other than bad words, right? <laughs> and just screaming and emphasizing it. Very good. Very good. Oh, and, you know, Steve Coogan is always one of my favorite funny men, and he he was in a chunk of the film. I wish he could have been in more, but the way he goes out is just so awesome and I mean just are you kidding me this is Robert Downey Jr. right before Iron Man yep um what would you say so like he had his he had his issues where he had his court dates and all that stuff and he was kind of just coming back into the the public eye let's call it and this is one of the things that 
brought him back into the public eye. And you know, I like my Canadians. Uh, <laughs> so we, we got our Canadian contingent in there. Um, but uh, yes, we do actually. Um, and, and he's throughout the whole movie just yeah. playing on the st- straight guy. Yeah, he's yep. the only one with any sense in the entire film, and it's of great. Wh- of what is going on, and 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 here's the thing. So this movie, um, when we say this movie was two thousand eight, two thousand eight. Um, so Danny McBride's in this. Oh yeah, right. Early Danny and McBride. Early Danny McBride, and of course he's great. Um, he's if you watch any anything that he's in that's on HBO, you know he can just play an absurd character. Um, and and this is just it's just it's just kind of what he does. Oh, yeah. And I, I I love pretty much everything that he's in. And to me, because to me he's funny. Oh yeah. And yes, he's the explosive person. He's 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 Perfect. good at he's good at over the top and talking about over the top. I'm Sergeant Four Leaf Tayback. I wrote the book. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> the the person who's giving them their. Um, <laughs> You know their their information, the real live military. Yeah, that's Nick Nolte. Per- perfect. Oh yeah, perfect. Yes, um, and then of course Matthew McConaughey shows up in here. Uh, it's just it's, it's beautiful. It's great. There's it's a no, great movie. Yeah. Now talking, we talked about the the part that would make people a little cringe is is the making fun of what you know actors will do to get a role, and they put basically. They put Robert Downey Jr. in blackface for the entire film, the entire ne- near, nearly until the very end. And you know the part of the running joke for Ben Stiller also is one of the one of the movies that he played. It's like it mm-hmm. goes throughout Simple the Jack. entire movie. Yes, yes. <laughs> he had to save everybody by, you know, uh, I redoing got a his g- scene g- from it. Good brain. <laughs> you never go full. <laughs> never go full. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that that film. I I can watch that over and over and over again. Um, it's it's. I think I've maybe overwatched it a little bit because I've probably seen it twenty times. But mm. uh, so I, I I don't really go back and watch it anymore because I don't need to. I have most of it memorized at this point. But uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's a pretty good one. Um, for me, um, oh, that's a hard one. You you go first on on the ratings on that one. So I still gave this one a really really good rating. Um, I gave this one an eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty solid. Um, I don't think I can go quite that high, but I got to go higher than I've gone on the other ones. I got to go probably an eighty seven. Yeah, good scores right there. Yeah, it's 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 just it's just too good. There there's it's polished uh, and it's and it's fantastic. Uh, we are sixty percent through the films. We only got two more, and they both start with the same letter. Funny enough, W. That's right for the win. Uh, but you know the thing about the letter W is uh, it is the devil. Uh, so. <laughs> Not for my Bobby. <laughs> oh, if you couldn't tell, we're about to talk about Waterboy. Um, so, with Waterboy, 
I'll, I'll bring it up one more time. Even on this one, it's, it's okay. It's an Adam Sandler movie, right? Yeah. You have his usual cast of characters that are in here, but the other people that show up in this movie, once again, a great cast and all the little people that pop up here and there. It's a great cast. It's an a- absurd movie. And still to this day, I call any any time I refer to football at all, I always refer to it as it's football. football. <laughs> so it it is all of Adam Sandler's movies kind of carry along the same set of people, same set of absurdity, just oh, placed yeah. in different situations, and I'm totally okay with that. Uh, I'll go back to it again. I I grew up on him in SNL. Oh yeah, and all his characters and absurdity after that that made him popular and made him a multimillionaire. I'm cool with. Yeah. Um, are are now are they my favorite of movies? No, but collectively they're just an amazing set of movies. And this is 1998, by the way, for those of you that are not aware. This is the oldest we're going to be going to in this set of five. Um, but you know you won't really recognize the director because this is, I think, just kind of a guy that he works with. I mean, he worked with him on a bunch of films, um, and somebody he trusts. If you like the wedding singer, if you liked Click, you know that's that's the guy. So uh, he's done stuff since then. He did the Ridiculous Six, unsurprisingly, <laughs> in twenty yep. yeah, in twenty fifteen. But uh, it's um, his most recent was uh, Hot Air as of the time of this recording. Um, I didn't see that one. Uh, didn't really appeal to me. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Waterboy. Uh, you know, I talked about having watched Tropic Thunder twenty times. I've seen Waterboy more than twenty times. Yeah, it's it's an easy watch, um, because his character is so silly, right? There, yeah. There's not really much of a way to describe it. Even when he tackles people, the little voices they throw in as the voiceover, like he, as he goes to hit people like it's it all works yes, that's it just it. like that really you can look at that maybe even in today's standards of like this is kind of this is kind of silly like this doesn't make sense yep. but in the 90s it was tip it was tip of the tip of the ice like, it was great tip of, yeah. <clears throat> tip of the top, top of the mountain there we go yeah i knew what you meant i mean anytime you can get kathy bates and something she's just a treasure she she did great in this film. She's good in so many different things. And Henry Winkler is just, you know, like the guy I always want to hug. If I if I were to see a celebrity, it's like, I want to give you a hug. You've done so much for me over the years. We've never met. But uh And those are those are two huge actors for such an absurd movie. You oh, know? Yeah. Like that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Having Jerry Reed be the opponent coach. The man, he's got to do what he got to do. Oh my gosh! Um, all and the fact that it's set in Louisiana, right? Oh, Just take the Louisiana tropes of how people talk and how they interact, and just blow it up a thousand times. Oh and yeah, you've got you've got a lot of the people that are in here. Yeah. So uh, now the director does show up at the end of the film. If you were unaware, he plays. Uh, Bobby's daddy. Uh, oh, <laughs> he didn't okay. know. But uh, 
Yeah, uh, Feruza Balk. Oh man, I, I she's one of my favorites. She's she's always had a very signature look, and I followed her through any film that she did. I just had I had a thing for her. She was awesome. But uh, yeah, talked about quotable bits though too. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, just uh, you know, it's we we still quote probably 70 80 lines from this film monthly guarantee it's easy to do yeah uh, it's there just isn't too there isn't too much to it i want you to use this tackle fuel tackle fuel that's right i want you to visualize and attack visualize and attack <laughs> just kind of just it it the we were just talking about this before we even started. Even the scenes where he's going to school and he's in the classrooms, you know, the whole sequence where he's, you know, interacting with Colonel Sanders, it's just hilarious. It's, <laughs> I, I don't know. They, uh, all the little different situations to me are, are what make Adam Sandler movies truly unique in their, you know, fun and their absurdity. And he was hot, man. Like this oh, yeah. is this is prime this is prime Adam Sandler right here. Uh if you there there might be movies before this that you like more. There might be movies right. after this that you like more. But this is like prime Adam Sandler right here. One of the things that I loved about this film though, especially too, and it's and it's a small thing. It is it's got heart that a lot of comedy films don't have. And it subverts your kind of expectations. The whole thing you think is, oh, he's making fun of stupid people. But he's not. If you're actually watching what the film is about, he's actually very intelligent. He's just not educated. And as Mm -hmm. soon as he starts getting an education and understands how things work, it's like, oh, he's still the same person. He still talks the same way. He's got the same personality. has nothing to do with how smart he is. And uh, it's just kind of a... it, it's so much fun uh, uh, about uh, how they put the film together. It's, it's just a lovable thing. Uh, now, one thing of minor importance, but something worth discussing, the if you look at the movies that we've reviewed so far, I, I do believe they're all rated R. Pretty much. But not, th- but not this one. No. So this is, not that this is a family movie, that's not what I'm saying, but it reaches more of the masses because it's more acceptable to a little bit of everybody. Right. Right. And in, in, I think in all the movies that we're going to review, this might be the only one that's actually not rated R. Right. Well, and you know, as, as the film even says, you know, what mama don't know won't hurt. (laughs) Yes. Oh yeah. Group hug in the shower tonight. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait, that's a different film. Uh but uh yeah, this this film was just so much Oh yeah. sorry, I gotta say one more thing. The very end when they're doing the game, it's like you know, when it's this is this is the this is for uh, all the all the this is for the trophies like you can't hold back now. It just keeps repeating the same lines over and over. It's like, yes, we know. Just I know the number of times I've listened to a sporting program where I've heard the announcers kind of say the exact same things. So yeah, yeah, we know. Uh, I understand the the role of the quarterback. Yes, it's it's. <laughs> you don't have to explain it again. 
Yes, and, and once again, they, the fact that they got actual they announcers. Got some, yep, some good names to do that stuff. Just at, at that time, Adam had more spending power for his movie, so he he could afford to do that. But the fact that everybody is like wants to do that, is happy to do that, um, I, I think kind of speaks to his popularity at the time. Paul White at the beginning of it, the big show. Captain mm-hmm. Insano. <laughs> That's true, Captain. I forgot about Captain Insano. Oh, all right, so I, I, could, I just linger on this one. Okay, so where did you rate Waterboy scale of 100? Uh, I have it at an 85. 85. That's still alive. Uh, I got it at 87. Very, very similar thought processes on that one. Yeah, pretty solid. And uh, we're going to end on a bang. One more good one. Uh, starts with a W. Um, another film I've seen way too many times. Uh, we're going to go with uh, Wedding Crashers. Came out in 2005. So, this one is a, is it, the, the, the fact that the whole movie is based off of such a funny concept. And I'm sure that after this movie came out, it spawned a lot of people imitating or trying to do the same thing because 100%. of the, you know, the success rate. Uh, but the concept is simple. They just look in the, they look in the newspaper, they look on ads to see when weddings are going to be in certain places or they have friends that know people they're going to have, you know, have weddings and they just go uninvited to the weddings and almost become stars of the show so that they can take home the the women that are the single women in the in the whether it's in the wedding party or just at the wedding in general right yeah it's just it's such a ridiculous premise and just so silly again a lot of silliness but also kind of i'm trying to think of the right word not um menacing or sinister but you know just it's yeah they even address it in the film it's it's a little bit not it's kind of creepy when you think about it but at the same time it depends on motivation of why they're doing what they're doing and that's that's a fun exploration in the film and it's just it's just so good and this is uh david dobkin directed this if you're trying to think of something more current that he's done uh eurovision that's him <laughs> I know you were talking, you're just uh, singing the praises of a specific actor that was at the lead of that film. Eurovision. Oh, is this one you didn't know about? Mm-mm. What's Eurovision? Euro- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is another Will Ferrell film, and it's making fun of a real thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's it's kind of a trip. Uh, but mm, It's a Netflix thing. That's okay. Yeah. That was right about the time when you had to be home to stream and watch things. Yeah. It. Yeah, but, um, again, going back to it, a common theme with this film and all the others, the casting. Casting is just stupid good. I mean, when you get both Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn at the forefront, you're pretty much guaranteed comedy gold to begin with. But Yeah, they, they have a good rapport. Yeah. You surround them with, what, Christopher Walken and Rachel McAdams and Elsa Fisher, Jane Seymour, 
Bradley Cooper? Are you kidding me? And this is like Bradley Cooper right before he popped off, too. Talking about yeah. early career stuff. Uh, again, uh, and Will Ferrell. <laughs> yes, who makes just an absolute, absolute great cameo at the end. Oh, when you first, if you'd never seen this movie, and they talk about they they sprinkle this legendary character all throughout the movie and they finally go to meet the character and he sits down in the chair and you're like oh my gosh the, of course like the, your only reaction is of course yeah it's it's so perfect and so the the we talked about how kind of absurd the situation is they go to crash weddings well, he now goes to crash funerals, which is just makes it so hilarious and perfect that it's him that sits down. Dive you, like, Roger! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so, you know, and, and talking about bringing people in for just a moment, the entry scene that you get to get just a little snippet of what it is that they do for their jobs, not what they're doing for the film, but what they do for their jobs is divorce attorneys. You've got mm -hmm. Rebecca De Mornay and yep. Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam, yep. As the beginning cup. It's like, really? How do you achieve that? It's like, we're, we want you in this film. Just for the first scene, people are not going to know what to make of this. <laughs> It, and of course they have the, the whole sequence is, is really good too because it's using Vince Vaughn and how he you know talks and acts and, and using Owen Wilson bouncing how, off each other yeah yes it's so it's their personalities and if you think about a lot of movies that you've seen with those two people in them they for the most part they kind of play the same type of character um so if you if you play that character well go ahead and play that character yeah. and that's that's these roles they perfect this was the time where they were hot right oh, yeah. this was they could do no wrong if you will you shut your mouth when you're talking to me <laughs> yes exactly. I, that, that one for sure i'd still use oh but just kind of uh and, and I, I I get to this point with this film, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know if there's a bad part to the film. Maybe if, if you were going to critique it, it has a weird section in the film where it's very clearly, this is act one, this is act two. And they're completely, or they're actually really three acts. You got yeah. the, you got the, okay, let's, let's get, let's know who these people are. Let's build them up. Let's show their thing. They get to the wedding. Act one. Act two. They're at the house and insanity occurs for a day. And then the after effects is scene mm -hmm. three is or act three. It's just so, so very clear cut. It's, it seems formulaic, but it's not, it is, but it's not. And it doesn't matter because it's just laid out there so, so well. Yeah, yeah. It goes from, like, perfectly played out absurdity to m more perfectly laid out with completely different dimensions absurdity to, e you know, 
yet again more of it. It, it and you're right. You you can clear there's there's a distinct kind of segment where it changes the vibe and that might throw you off, but all you got to do is stick with it for a couple minutes and then you'll get the new vibe that's been introduced. It's got Ron Canada in there as as the butler and he is just he's gold in anything that he's in too. It's just like you jamming the daughter and the grandmother? How much jam you got in you, man? <laughs> He's just doing that really strong Jamaican accent. Yeah. <laughs> He's just he's just one hundred percent gold. You get to see Henry Gibson as a kind of not really strong man of the cloth i mean just kind of it's like he's there but he's almost like part of the background and this is the guy that played the head of the nazis in in the blues brothers yes yep. <laughs> illinois <Same>. nazis <laughs> which, which is which makes sense that he would be in this movie because it's a vince vaughn movie and they're oh, yeah. chicago guys so oh yeah and it's just i I cannot think of a single part of this film that I don't love. It's it's one of a handful of films that if I'm in a terrible mood, I can watch this and I'll feel at least a little bit better. Yeah, it's it's really got it's really got good vibes. It's got um a lot of this is more innuendo sexual humor. Oh. Uh, with slapstick, too. There, there's and more than innuendo. If you haven't seen this film, there's a lot of nudity in it. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole, well, the whole uh, sequence where they're going through. It's right at the, be at the beginning, beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where they're going through each wedding that they visited, and the, yeah. the girls are plopping down on the bed. So, uh, definitely rated R. Um, and that the but it's more implied with Jane Seymour. Yes. Come again. Kitty cat. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's good. It's a very fun movie. It's a very it's you know maybe a change of pace from some of the other types of comedy movies, um, and well worth watching. Oh, if yeah. you haven't watched it, easily, easily. What what rating did you give the Wedding Crashers, good sir? Um, I did this one at the same an eighty five. I gave Wedding Crashers an 89. Your highest rated film. Out of this bunch, anyway. Of the ones that we <laughs> Yeah, it's... This this group is so much fun. I It's kind of funny. I wanted to do a film. It's like, okay, I want, to, I want to get a film in there that I would actually put in the high 90s to kind of give an example. But every one that I would put in the high 90s, you haven't seen <laughs> or uh, don't remember. Correct, yes. It's like, ah, oh, come on. We'll get there. We're we're eventually going to get to a film that we both seen that I I would rate in the top top fifth percentile uh, to kind of give some context. But these are all so watchable, so rewatchable, quotable. If you are a fan of comedy, a fan of film, and you haven't seen any one of these five, you are missing out. Missing out, for sure. Oh, but. Uh, we're going to do more of these in the future. Like I said, we'll change up the genre depending upon what's going to be happening at any uh, any given time, what we feel like doing. You know, it's kind of one of those things. But uh, uh, next week, we're going to go to something that we haven't really talked about in a long time. Uh, a really long time. 
Yeah, we, we, we haven't had something that's really motivated us to kind of want to talk about something like this for a while, but we're going to get back into the, the world of video games. Woo! Yeah, we're going to do a little little initial review of a brand new video game that's out there that everyone who's anyone wants to play. Probably, maybe. It looked like it was very popular anyway. Yes, with some salty reviews from people that don't have Xboxes or computers. Right, or that don't understand the studio that's making it or understand what the purpose behind it is. Yeah, exactly. But we'll get there. We will get there. We were talking about Starfield, of course, so don't forget to check us out next week. Next Friday, we will talk about Starfield. Yes. Yes.